Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Luke chapter 16, verse number 10. The Bible said that he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is also unjust in what is much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you true riches? In other words, if you cannot handle little things like money or the things that we can see, why will God give you riches of the kingdom? Why will he give you access to the treasures of heaven? Why will he give you the things that matter most in his kingdom? If you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? In other words, you go to a place of work and you are supposed to be working for that person and he cannot trust you. And you are praying that the Lord will give you your own business. How are you going to get your own business if you cannot be faithful in the service of another man? These things are simple. It doesn't mean they are easy. It just means that they are simple to understand. You don't need to be a rocket science to understand what is in there. The Bible is saying faithfulness is required. From this passage of scripture, the Bible is giving us an insight as to the nature of blessings in the kingdom of God. For those of us who are associated with the word of God, those who are called by his name, those who have called ourselves the people and the children of God, the Bible is saying that there is a way, there is a nature that of the case, there's a nature of way of, of which the Lord God Almighty blesses his people. This verse gives us an insight into that, into the nature of the blessings of God. And the Bible is telling us that the kingdom of God, the blessings in the kingdom of God is a trust. It's what God entrusts into your care. It is not what you deserve. It is not what you have earned. The Bible says the race is not to the swift, okay, or the battle to the strong. It's not whether how good you are. It's an entrustment. God entrusts it into your care. The Bible says if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trusts? The true riches, which means the blessings of the kingdom is a trust. Number two, the blessings of the kingdom is a trust that is committed to your care to accomplish the purpose of the person who committed that trust, that riches into your hands. In other words, there is a reason why God gave you the blessing. And the reason is very simple, to be able to accomplish his own purpose here on earth. So number one, the blessings of heaven is a trust. Number two, the trust is committed to your care to accomplish the purpose of him who committed into your care. Number three, the blessings of God, the blessings in the kingdom of God is a trust that demands faithful stewardship. The Bible says, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous man who will commit to your trust, the true riches. It requires faithful stewardship. So that when you are given something, there's always going to be an accounting. You may not like it, but it's going to come. 
As many as people believe that when this world is forever and ever war without end, amen. That is a lie. They will come. That accounting will be, you know, will be, you'll be made to face an accounting. So the kingdom of God, the blessings in the kingdom of God, number one is a trust. Number two is a trust that is committed to your care for the purpose of God. And number three, it is, it demands faithful stewardship. The question is, why does God commit his treasures to our care? Why does he do that? Why does God entrust the riches of heaven into the hands of you and me? Why does he do that? Why does God bless his people? That's basically what the question is. Look at Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12, reading from verse number 1, the Bible says, And now the Lord said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, and to a land that I will show you. And I will, give, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, I will curse those who curse you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. From this verse of the scripture you see, when the Lord commits his treasure into the hands of the uh, into the hands of you and I, there is a reason. And the reason number one is that so that you will be a blessing to other people. The blessings that God releases into your care is not just for your own goodness. It's not just for your own enjoyment. It's not just for your own family. It's for the benefit of those people that the Lord Almighty brings into your sphere of influence. You are blessed to be a blessing. I will make you a great nation. And I will bless and I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. So that whatever the Lord puts into your hands might be material riches, might be the wisdom that God has given to you, a particular talent. The intention of the Almighty God is for you to use that particular thing to be a blessing for other people. Number two, why does he give you a blessing? The Lord Almighty blesses us so that we can extend his kingdom. The Bible tells us in Psalm 67 verse 2, it says your way may, that your way may be known on the earth, your salvation among all the nations. When the Lord Almighty blesses you, his intention is for you to be able to extend his kingdom. And that is exactly what he did when he gave, when he put Adam in the garden. He said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Okay? In other words, reproduce the particular environment that you find in Eden. Reproduce it everywhere you go. So that anywhere Adam shows up, the condition in Eden is supposed to be there. And that is why you as a believer, everywhere you go, the peace of the Almighty God should be able to follow you. The grace of the Almighty God should be seen. The blessings of the Almighty God should be around you. Everywhere you go, the glory of the Almighty God should be seen. Because the Lord Almighty blesses you, not just for you to be a blessing, but for you to extend His kingdom. Number three. The Lord blesses you so that you can impact the world. The Bible says, I will bless you. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. In other words, you are going to be such an impact. That everyone who hears your name, everyone who comes in contact with you, the families of the earth, this particular earth will be transformed because of the blessings of God that is resident upon your life. So when you walk into an environment, because of the grace of God in your life, that particular place changes. When you walk into a place of work, as soon as you walk in there, the glory of the Almighty God becomes visible. 
As soon as you walk into a particular place, people begin to see the difference. And that was what happened in the life of Joseph. The Bible says that Joseph, whatever he laid his hands upon, began to prosper. Potiphar, who was not a Jew, he recognized the glory of God upon the life of Joseph. And the Bible says, the man said, okay, I mean, I don't want to argue with what is successful. I just give it to you. You just take control. Not only that, when this guy was in jail, the glory of God was upon his life so much that even the jailer looked at him and said, man, there's a lot of criminals in here. And these guys have the ability to manage them. Hey, yours truly, go ahead and manage these guys. And when Pharaoh saw the same thing, Pharaoh said, man, who am I to argue? If you are good at doing this thing, hey, take control. The intention of the Almighty God for blessing you is so that you can impact the world around you. It is an aberration. It is completely, you know, against the will of God for a child of God to be somewhere and the situation does not change. It is completely unscriptural for you to be somewhere and the glory of God is not felt in that place. It doesn't mean that you go around taking your Bible to knock the people on the head. But by your life, people should be able to say something is different about this child. Something is different about the way you carry yourself. The glory of the Almighty God should radiate, radiate from your life because the intention of God, why He deposited His grace on your life, why He deposited His blessing upon your life, why He gave you what He gave you, is so that when people come into your life, they are impacted. That is the intention. And then finally, God blesses you so that people can fear and reverence the Almighty God. Whenever they see you, those people who simply do not like your face, when they try to walk against you, they find that there is a particular power that is working against them. That when they mean evil for you, it turns out to be good. That when they plant a trap for you, they themselves fall into that trap. When they see that, they begin to wonder, man, this is a guy you don't want to mess with. It causes fear and they reverence the God that you serve. That is the intention why God puts his blessings upon our life. And Psalm 67 verse 7 tells us, he said, God shall bless us and all the end of the earth shall fear him. When the Lord blesses you and they know that you are a blessing. That's what happened to Isaac. The Bible says the Lord prospered Isaac so much that Abimelech and the Philistines, they were all scared of this guy. They had to come to him to make a pact. They were the one that sent him away, but he came back to form an alliance with him because they knew the Lord Almighty had blessed him. When the Lord blesses you, it creates fear and reverence in the hearts of those who are your detractors. Which means that a man or a woman who is not interested in being a blessing, a man or a woman who is not interested in being a blessing, who is not interested in extending the kingdom of God, a man or a woman who find it very difficult to release the things that God has given unto him, that person, that particular woman, that particular man will find it very difficult to enjoy the blessings of God. In other words, the blessings of God becomes elusive in our lives when we hoard the blessings of God. When you refuse to let go, when you continue to hold on to the things that God has given unto you, the Bible makes us to understand that you will begin to shortcut or shortchange yourself. And that's why the Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs chapter 11, in verse number 24, the Bible says, There is one who scatters, yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. And that's when we tell people, bless other people. It's a principle of the kingdom. The more you release, the more it comes to you. The more you make yourself a conduit through which God can bless other people, a lot of blessings will flow through your hand. But when you close that loop, sorry, 
The only thing left is what is in that particular pipeline. No new thing will come in. So when you are not interested in extending, in, in being a blessing to other people, you cut the blessings of God becomes elusive in your life. When you hurt the blessings of God, the blessings of God becomes elusive in your life. When you are not interested in the things of the kingdom of God, the blessings of God becomes elusive in your life. When you are not interested in impacting the world for the kingdom of God, the blessings of God becomes elusive in your life. And that's why people pray and pray and pray. And they wonder why they are not seeing the results. If you don't follow the principles of the scripture, it will not produce. I keep telling you that this thing called the Bible is not a magic. Serving God is not magic. Prosperity in the kingdom is not magic. You just have to understand the principle and apply them. So, in other words, if you are not interested in the things of God, God will not entrust the riches of heaven in your care. And that's why the Bible tells us in the book of Hosea chapter 4, Reading from verse number 6, the Bible says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. When you don't know, you don't know. Okay? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And because you rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being priests for me. Because you have forgotten the laws of your God, I will also forget your children. If you don't draw near to me, I will not draw near to you. If you don't, you are not interested in my own thing, I will not be interested in you. It's a very simple thing. You do it. You as an individual, you do it. Somebody is not interested in you. Somebody treats you like crap. What do you do? If you are a nice person, you don't talk to that person. You just leave them alone. But if you are as nasty as they are, you also give them a boatload of crap also. Because that is, you, you give them, you know, an eye for an eye. And that's why in our, company, in our society today, a lot of people are blind. They can't see. But the idea is this. When you draw near to God, he draws near to you. When you are interested in things of God, he becomes interested in you. But when you are not interested in God, God is not interested in you also. What the Bible tells us in the book of Matthew chapter 6. If you read from verse number 33, the Bible says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. In other words, the Bible is saying, the man or the woman who attracts the blessings of God, the man or the woman who God will commit the treasures of heaven into his hand, that person must be an individual who seeks the kingdom of God. You follow the things of God. You seek his kingdom. Number two, he must be a person that makes the kingdom of God his priority. He says, seek first the kingdom of God. Not when you are already settled, that's when you remember God. That is, God will not take a second place in the life of anyone. And that is why it's always very amazing. When people are interested, they call God, God bless me, God bless me. And you ask them to come to church, they say, yeah, you know I have to go to work. When I come back from work, if I have enough time, I will show up in your presence. I say, God, please, we're fine. You want my blessing. When I finish blessing the people who are interested in me, maybe if I have enough, I will send some your way. And then you say, God is a main God. God is not a main God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Anyone who will attract the blessings of the almighty God must, number one, seek the kingdom of God. Number two, make God's kingdom his priority. Number three, align with kingdom priority. Align yourself with kingdom priority. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Righteousness simply means rightly aligned, properly placed. You are standing in line with the almighty God. When you align your yourself with the priorities of the kingdom the heavens will open over your life it is not magic it is not magic 
You align yourself with the things of God, God aligns himself with you. Go and look at yourself at the place of war. You have a supervisor. The supervisor tells you, this is my goal for the month, or this is our goal for the quarter. And you say, Morga supervisor, I'm going to do everything possible to make sure that you achieve your goal. Do you think this guy, when he's recommending for, when he's recommending people for promotion, your name will not come up? Of course it will come up. Because you are doing what will make him to prosper. You are doing what will make him to succeed. But if you say, well, all these people, they're only looking for people they are going to use for promotion. After all, you will get all the praise and then they will not give me any promotion. Well, if you want to do it, you do it. I'm not going to help you. And then you wonder why the guy will not remember you when it comes to the time of evaluation. You wonder why he will give you a bad evaluation. When you align yourself with the kingdom of God, with the priorities of God, God aligns with you. Simple. By seeking the kingdom of God and aligning yourself with the kingdom priority, we make ourselves the candidate of God's blessing. That's what you do. When you align yourself with the kingdom of God and the things of God and the things that are, that are uppermost in the heart of God and you do the things that make God happy. The Bible tells us in the book of Daniel, he said, he that wins soul is wiser. In other words, when a soul comes into the kingdom of God, he said, God, the heavens rejoice. When you align yourself with that priority, you see that God becomes very happy. The Bible said that he that blesses the poor is a lens to the almighty God. When you begin to bless the poor, what happened? God looks at you. These things are simple. Just understand them. Align yourself with the priorities of God. The question is, why am I telling you all this? It might surprise you. But prosperity in the kingdom is not a promise. Prosperity in the kingdom is a covenant. And by that it means that you are required to do something before God will respond. That's why he says, whatever you lay your hands upon to do shall prosper. Everywhere the soul of your feet shall tread upon, I will give unto you. That is a covenant. It means that you have to do something for the result to come. We can pray until kingdom comes. If you don't do what you are supposed to do, you will read about the promise, but you will not enjoy it. And that will not be your portion in Jesus' name. I am telling you these things because at the beginning of every year, we are all praying for God's blessing. We are all seeking for progress. We are all move, we will all want to move to the next level in life. And we do this every year. And for some reason, these results are not manifesting in our life. And we begin to wonder, does it mean that God, does it mean that God is no longer in the business of hearing and answering prayer? Does it mean that God is no longer interested in blessing his people? Does it mean that God is, you know, does it mean that we don't know how to request for answer to prayer? No. My feeling and my conviction is that many of us are not seeing the result that we are asking for because we don't know how God blesses. We don't know. The blessings of God responds to prayer but responds to other things also. Many of us are not seeing the result. We are not seeing the answer to our prayer because we do not know how, you know, how God blesses his people. Now, I firmly believe that uh, God is still in the business of hearing and answering prayer. I believe that. I believe that the Bible teaches us very clearly how to ask and how to receive from the Almighty God. Uh, but I'm also convinced that many of us are not seeing the result, not because God is not hearing, not because God is not answering, but because many of us have no idea how God blesses his people. Many of us are not seeing the blessings of God in our life because we don't know the principle and the process through which God releases his blessing into the lives of his people. 
know, I come to that conclusion because many of us have a wrong perception of how the blessings of God. Many of us ignore the basics of divine prosperity. We ignore that basics. Many of us are looking for miracles without understanding the process through which miracles happen. Many of us don't understand the principles of the kingdom which says it is more for you. God is more interested in your being before you try to do something. He wants you to become something before you, before, you, before you begin to do things for him. Not only that, I am convinced that we don't know how the Lord blesses people because we lack a basic understanding of the process of God's blessing. How does God bless his people? That's the question I want to address. In Daniel chapter 2, the Bible tells us a story that this guy called Daniel was one of the princes of Israel. During the time that Nebuchadnezzar came and conquered the nation of Israel, he took all these all this nobles and took them into Babylon. And then was training them to become counselors, become wise men in his court. The Bible now says a day came and Nebuchadnezzar slept, had a dream. And when the guy woke up as being a very interesting character that he was, the Bible said that he called his astrologers and all his counselors. And he told them, you guys, I dreamt and I want you to give me an interpretation of my dream. But here is the caveat. I'm not going to tell you what the dream is. You tell me what my dream is and then tell me the interpretation. Daniel and all the other wise men knew that this is not looking good. That this guy is making plans to be able to deal with all. So what did Daniel do? The Bible tells us in verse number 17 of Daniel chapter 2. The Bible says, Then Daniel went to his house and made the things known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they would desire mercies of God of heaven concerning these secrets, that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. In other words, Daniel understood that what this guy was asking for was impossible for an individual to get. And he wanted to be able to save his hide and the rest of the other wise men. So the Bible said that he called his boy, he called his guys together, three other guys, four of them went into the presence of the Almighty God. And in verse number 18, the Bible said that they will desire the mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret, that Daniel and his fellow will not perish with the rest of the wise men in Babylon. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a vision, in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. In other words, what Daniel needed at that point in time was a revelation. He needed to know the secrets that will move him from that particular place of destruction to the place of safety. Daniel got a revelation that delivered him and the wise men of Babylon. That's what happened to Daniel. He got, he received a revelation. The Bible now tells us that after Daniel got that revelation, he went to King Nebuchadnezzar, told him the king knew that something extraordinary has happened. And in verse number seven, and number, verse number 47, the Bible says, The king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth it is, that your God is a God of gods, and the Lord of kings, and the revealer of secret, seeing that you have revealed the secret. Then the king made Daniel a great man, and gave him many great gifts, and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon, the chief of the governors, over all the wise men, of Babylon. In other words, God blessed Daniel and his three friends by giving them a revelation that moved them to the next level. They were just one of the wise men then. They were just one of the many counselors in the court. But after that revelation, after that secret was made known unto them, the Bible said that he took Daniel 
made him what? Made him the governor over all the wise men of Babylon. Bible tells the book of Deuteronomy 29, reading from verse number 29, the Bible says, The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we, that we may do all the works of the Lord. You will see here that the very, very first thing the Lord does, when he is about to bless an individual, when the Lord is about to take that person to the next level, when the Lord is about to change your situation and cause you to enter into the fullness of his blessing, the first thing the Lord will do is give you a revelation. Open your eyes to see what will be a blessing in your life. And I'm telling you this because a lot of people are praying for blessings, but they are not monitoring what the Lord is telling them. You are praying for blessing, Lord, lift me up. Lord, take me high. Lord, give me a business. Give me a miracle. And the Lord is in your dream. The Lord is showing you what you can do. The Lord is telling you where you should go, who you should associate with, the things you should pay attention to. You ignore all those things and you are saying, God, bless me. Why you don't bless me now? You don't like me? Why you, you know, you, you keep arguing with the Almighty God. And the Lord is saying, the first thing I do when I'm about to take a man from where he is to where he needs to be is that I show him a revelation of what can be. And when I say God blesses you by giving you a revelation, I'm talking about he reveals the truth from his word. As you open the scriptures and you are reading, the word of God leaps up and comes alive. And you know that this word is for me. It might have been written 2,000 years or 5,000 years ago, but this particular word is mine at that point in time. He reveals the truth from his word. That's how we speak to you. Number two, he reveals the secrets from his word. And that's why the Bible says that the secret things belong to the Almighty God. But those things that He reveals are for you. And the things that He reveals is the things that make you to begin to see the answers to your prayer. He gives you instruction from His Word. The Bible said that there was famine in the land of Gera in the days of Abimelech, in the time of Isaac. The Lord Almighty said that Isaac, the Lord Almighty, ministered to him. And the Lord gave him an instruction. It was the instruction that he received that made him to prosper even in the midst of famine. My brothers and sisters, you can receive instruction in a bad economy and your life will turn around. You can receive instruction in the middle when people are being fired and it will not come near you. That's why the Bible tells us, it says a thousand will fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand side, but it will not come near you. The only time it will not come near you is when you have received a revelation of what God wants to do with you. The first thing the Lord will do when he's about to bless you is to open your eyes to see what it will be of benefit to you. You might be walking past that thing every day. But the day the Lord opens your eyes, that's what the people in the business world or in the motivational world will say, the aha moment. That's what people like the Eureka moment that Isaac Newton had. When they say, ah, Eureka. In other words, I get it. When the Lord wants to take you to the next level, when the Lord wants to bless you, when the Lord wants to do something new in your life, He gives you revelations. And that revelation is revealing the truth from His word. He reveals the secret from his word. He gives you instruction from his word. And the question is, why does God do this? Why does he do that? Why does he just give you what you want and just make you walk away? So God will not overwhelm you with the blessing. The Bible says that God could have taken the children of Israel to the promised land in less than two weeks. He would have done it. But they went through that long route. Why? So that he can prove them. So that he can build them. 
so that you can get them ready for what it's about to give you. There are blessings that you will get if you are not ready for it, it will destroy you. And there are blessings when you are ready, it moves you to the high level. God's blessing is supposed to make you rich. It's supposed to do you good, not to destroy you. So why does God use revelation to bless his people? Proverbs chapter 25, reading from verse number 2, the Bible says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search it out. Why is it is the glory of the kings to search it out? The reason is because the way you are searching it, you are building your muscles. You are developing a skill. You are understanding the process as you are searching it. The glory of God is to conceal a matter. But the, glo- or the glory of kings is to search it out. The idea is that you build the capacity to understand how to get results. So God uses revelation to bless his people because revelation is the seed for a future harvest. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.